Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, September the 22nd in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, proper week 20, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Friday of the week, let's take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves back in the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and when I rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. At about five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to this foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you only made them and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of God for us. So Robert Farrar Capon uh, did, did this great parable study of the Gospel of Matthew, and he believes that Matthew's parables can be classified as parables of kingdom, parables of grace, and parables of judgment. And he says, in general, as the the gospel progresses that it goes from kingdom to grace to judgment. Uh, it's a great book. If you ever want to do a deep dive on the parables, highly recommend that book from Robert Farquhar. And so I think what we see here in Matthew 20 is a blend of all of them, don't we? I mean, we see this is a parable of a kingdom. And the first line of it says, for the kingdom of heaven is like. And if you're keeping track, it's actually been a while in Matthew's gospel uh, since the last time Jesus has had a parable of the kingdom. And so he's like bringing that theme back here as he's doing his, the last uh, few teachings of his ministry before he's arrested and crucified. It's also a parable of grace. I mean, these workers who only work for about an hour uh, by the end of the day, they received the equal pay of everyone else who worked more hours than they did. So that's a gracious act from this landowner. But this is also a parable of judgment because um, in this last part of the, the parable, this landowner is arguing with the people who've been working all day long, expecting more money than they agreed to work. And there's this uh, kind of a decisive 
conclusion at the end of the parable that the landowner he wants to be generous and he wants to pay whoever whoever he wants what he wants whatever he wants right and so he's asking uh, those who worked hard all day long not to be envious because he's so generous Um, and so you got this interesting thing going on here with grace and judgment and kingdom all swirling together Um, there's a a new testament scholar something uh, you know one that people have gleaned a lot of insight from joachim jeremiah's he actually says this was a common parable in Jesus' day, but it was told differently. And you and I can imagine as Jesus begins to launch into this kingdom, that maybe his, this parable of the kingdom, his, his audience were like, they were beginning to anticipate where the story was going to go. So the way that many other rabbis told the story was that, you know, there's this landowner, he hires all these workers at different shifts throughout the day. And uh, he ends up paying the ones who worked the least amount of time the same pay because they worked just as hard in their short amount of time as those who worked all day long. And so they all deserved an equal pay. And so the punchline of that story is work hard and you will be paid, you know, what you you'll be paid what you're worth, like how much you ever you worked for that landowner on that day. But Jesus doesn't tell this parable that way. He actually tells it in a different way. He says uh, it's not really about how hard any of them worked or how long any of them worked, but it was the generosity of this landowner which was distinct and it was different. And so you can imagine that as Jesus was launching in the story that people probably were only half paying attention because we've heard this story before, right? But then Jesus does this plot twist. And with that plot twist comes some uh, dissonance in his audience. So maybe they clued in a little bit more um, a little more carefully uh, to what Jesus wanted to say. And he actually just gave them a different punchline than the rest of the rabbis. And it's probably because Jesus wanted to tell about this economy of grace that was going to be launched upon the earth and how it was going to be embraced by some. Was, you know, many, many people be blessed because of it, particularly the down and outs and those who've been looked around and picked over. Um, and it's going to actually work against those who rely solely on their performance to get ahead, right? I think about this story, and I think about those who uh, were picked early and those who were picked late. We do know that many people in this day and time were day workers, and so the Roman Empire, in order for like um, you know for people not to get picked on in an economic way, they created this coin called the denarius, which was just the standard day's wage for a day worker. Okay. So there can be like, you know, different wages for different people and exploitation because of it. And so um, you can imagine, um, and this is something that um, is borne out in the anthropology study of the Roman Empire, like there were way more day workers than the work needed day in and day out. So any of, the, any of these city, center, the city centers, uh, day workers would gather around there. And you can imagine those who were picked early. They probably looked stronger. They had calluses on their hands. Or maybe they've been hired before. And so the landowners go back to the well and back to these workers who had done some great work for them before. And so those who went without, I mean, they were pretty vulnerable, weren't they? Like if, if you're not picked up, you're not bringing home groceries for the family that day. Because the supply was way more than the demand. And so there are many families who are quite vulnerable because dad couldn't get work that day. And so you can imagine in this parable, uh, the ones who were picked early probably were picked early the day before and the day before that. And those who were left behind, they probably went home empty handed. And so you can imagine that uh, when families gathered at the window at the end of the day, as these day laborers came home, that wife and kids would be waiting to see if dad's bringing home groceries that day. And if he was, then it'd be a better dinner. 
than on the days that he wasn't picked up, right? And so you can imagine those at this five o'clock hour who weren't picked, they're probably never picked and they probably went home and, you know, maybe dad had to beg for food and maybe there wasn't a lot to share. And so you can imagine the surprise that when dad came home on this day, that five o'clock work and he had a bag full of groceries, like the surprise and the delight that would have washed over their families. Can you imagine the delight of the dinner that night where they would have been eating so much and maybe there's some left over to throw the dogs <laughs> and to, even the dogs were happy that night. But you can imagine as dad put his kids to bed, there maybe there was an extra long embrace because they had a different dinner than the night before, right? And you can imagine just the delight that dad had when he went to bed that as he played the day's events over in his head, how surprised he was and how grateful he was that there was a benevolent landowner who didn't just pick the usual suspects, but he also included those who were skipped over before. And you can imagine that he could wake up with some more enthusiasm in his step that the next day, because there is a chance that landowner who was generous and kind might have room in his feel for him once more. And that feeling that he's feeling it's a feeling of grace, right? Imagine what it felt like when that denarius was placed in the palm of his hand. He wasn't going to go home empty-handed that day. Just imagine then house upon house, family after family who had that experience and how transformative that would have been. People of God, this is what we can do. This is our potential day in and day out. This is what the people of God can do to the world around us. There's a lot of scarcity in our world. There's a lot of people who get forgotten about. A lot of people get picked around and picked over and looked through and looked around and who are left behind. And if we can take seriously the ramifications of this story that Jesus told, which he told distinctly from the rest of the teachers in Israel that day, um, we have the chance to change the world like Jesus changed the world because we look out for people who've been looked over and who've been left behind. So as we turn to a time of prayer this morning, and as we go from schools to workplaces, we're going to have a chance to, to just mimic all the other economies of effort and performance uh, that only pick those who perform better than the rest in order to kind of help our bottom lines. Or we can choose to live into the economy of grace that includes those who've been picked over and who've been left behind and give them a chance. And who knows, maybe lives will be changed because of it. Who knows, maybe the world will be changed because of it. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that uh, we have been included in the economy of grace. All of us can resonate with the five o'clock worker who's been looked over, who has keep self-condemnation on our lives because we've missed the mark, because we've failed and haven't measured up to all the metrics out there. And so we thank you that uh, you didn't leave us behind, but you included us and you saw fit because of your generosity to include us into your family. God, some of us have been like the, the early morning workers who have been envious because others receive exactly what uh, we have received, but they haven't given as much as we have. Forgive us for our casting of judgment uh, forgive, forgive us for the bitterness that we allow to uh, take root in our lives as we compare ourselves to others. And we just simply pray once more for a vision of the gospel of the kingdom, which turns a lot of the patterns and structures of this world upside down and allows 
good news to be given to all those who've been looked over and who've been left behind. God, we understand that as the people of God, we have a chance to mimic the performing pattern of the world, but we have a chance to mimic the gracious actions of our God. And so we just pray that you would see fit by the power of your Holy Spirit to give us the courage to um, to walk according to the economy of grace and to include those who've been forgotten about, to allow them to have space at our tables so that we can rejoice in God's goodness for all of us and for all of creation. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.